This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the 1639 Boston UFO sighting. That's correct, 1639 Boston UFO sighting. This might have even been the first recorded UFO sighting in the New World by one of the white settlers. Now, this article comes to us from CelebrateBoston.com. title says, First UFO sighting in America, Muddy River 1639. In 1639, America's first UFO was sighted over the Charles River in Boston. Lights sped back and forth across the Charles River from Back Bay Fins to Charleston. Governor John Winthrop made an entry in his journal regarding this strange event. The primary witness was described as a man of good reputation, activity, and estate in Boston. It says, quote, And this year, one James Everill, a sober discreet man, and two others saw a great light in the night at Muddy River. When it stood still, it flamed up, and it was about three yards square. When it ran, it was contracted into the figure of a swine. It ran as swift as an arrow towards Charleston, and so up and down for about two or three hours. They were come down in their lighter about a mile, and that's their boat, and when it was over, they found themselves carried quite back against the tide to the place they had come from. Divers others, credible persons, saw the same light after about the same place. So you have these three fellows in this boat going, trying to make their way up the river. They see this about a, probably about a 10-foot square light in the sky. It must not have been that far from them. Describing how it kind of is fading in and out, and when it left, it it left at a high rate of speed. Not only that, but it was sighted by other people. So I suppose this was our first mass UFO sighting. It says Muddy River is located at Back Bay Fins, opposite Cambridge, Massachusetts, and diagonally across from Charlestown. Back Back Bay wasn't filled in at the time, and a large area of open water existed in the river that was then called Broad Bay. The distance to Charleston would have been more than two miles. James Savage added that the fo- added the, the following footnote about the sighting in his early edition of Winthrop's Journal in 1825. It says, This account of an ignis fatuous or pale light over marshy ground may easily be believed on testimony less respectable than that which was adduced. Some operation of the devil or other power beyond the customary agents of nature was probably imagined by the relators and the hares of that age, and the wonder of being carried a mile against the tide became important corroboration for the imagination. Perhaps they were wafted, carried lightly during the two or three hours of astonishment for so moderate a distance by the wind, but if this suggestion be rejected, we might suppose that the eddy or whirlpool flowing always in our river, contrary to the tide in the channel, rather than the meteor, carried their 
lighter back, the little boat. So this is amazing. Even in 1825, we have debunkers and skeptics. These fellows just told you that this is 1639, okay? They're actively burning people at the stake for being witches. I would imagine that this is not something that you would just want to make up. So he saw this UFO, okay, at apparently a pretty close range. He says it's about 10 foot square. He describes how it expands in light and then how it changes shape, how it races across the sky. This went on for a period of two or three hours. And while they're watching this thing, their boat floats back against the tide. So they've been rowing forward, I suppose, in an attempt to get to the other side of the river. But while they're watching this thing, not rowing, they're carried in the opposite direction in which they should be going. Very strange. So here we go ahead uh, 200 years later, and you know we have an early skeptic saying, well, there must have been a whirlpool, the wind must have been blowing. We don't know how these guys ended up back where they were at. As far as I'm concerned, these people could have, they could have had a lost time uh, experience. Who knows what happens. But we know that they watched the thing for about two hours and the boat was moving against the tide. So something was moving that boat. It says, witnesses also stated that the lights contracted into the shape of a swine. Muddy River, the hamlet, eventually became the separate town of Brookline. Pigs and other cattle were stored there during summer while corn was growing in Boston. It is safe to deduce that the UFO witnesses had seen or heard some swine on the same day they observed the great light. Thus the lights resembled a common animal, making it probable they saw ignis fatuous mirage phenomena in the darkness. Boy, you know, if they'd had History Channel back in 1825, this guy would have been right on it talking smack about these UFO observers. In any case, the event was observed by divers, in other words, many people, and noteworthy enough for the Puritan governor to document it in his private journal. In 1644, the first UFO sighting occurred over Boston Harbor, and then a major UFO sighting took place at New Haven, Connecticut in 1647. So these things were going, these things were going on all over the place. And whether this fellow in 1825 wants to recognize what happens or not, the fact is, this first sighting that we see in 1839 is a uh, just kicking the whole thing off. Over the next eight years, then you have multiple sightings in this general vicinity. Now, there's another article about this from uh, History.com. It says, America's first UFO sightings. And then it goes on here. It says, on March 1st, 1639, John Winthrop opened his diary in which he recorded the trials and triumphs of his fellow Puritans as they made a new life in America. As the governor of the Massachusetts Bay Colony put pen to paper, he began to recount a most unusual event that had recently caused a stir among the English immigrants. Winthrop wrote that earlier in the year, James Everall, a sober, discreet man, and two others had been rowing a boat in the Muddy River, which flowed through swampland and emptied into a tidal basin in the Charles River, when they saw a great light in the night sky. 
When it stood still, it flamed up, and was about three yards square, the governor, the governor reported, and when it ran, it was contracted into the figure of a swine. Over the course of two or three hours, the boatman said that the mysterious light ran as swift as an arrow, darting back and forth between them and the village of Charleston, a distance of approximately two miles. Divers other credible persons saw the same light after about the same place when they're batted. So this is this is something that this tells you that this would have caused quite a stir. You know, you know, sixteen thirty-nine. Uh, no one's calling anybody on the cell phone. Nobody's calling anybody on a phone. Period. And if you want to tell somebody something, you're gonna to have to walk there and tell them. And so this would have been big news. So it's not surprising to me that the governor made a mention of this in his diary. And the governor wrote that when the strange apparition finally faded away, the three Puritans in the boat were stunned to find themselves one mile upstream as if the light had transported them there. One mile upstream. Now, you know, if you're rowing a, uh, a john boat up a river, you know, it's a little bit of work. So, you would have known whether or not you rode that boat a mile up the river, okay? You would have known that. So, they were stunned. You have to wonder, were they being transported there as they were watching this thing? Or did they actually have missing time? It says, the men had no memory of their rowing against the tide. Although it's possible they could have been carried by the wind or a reverse tidal flow. Well, now you're just throwing stuff out there. The mysterious repositioning of the boat could suggest that they were unaware of part of their experience. Some researchers would interpret this as a possible alien abduction if it happened today, writes Jacques Vallée and Chris Abeck in Wonders in the Sky, Unexplained Aerial Objects from Antiquity to Modern Times. Some have speculated that the curious glow could have been an ignis fatuus, a pale light that can appear over marshland at night due to the combustion of gas from decomposed organic matter. If Winthrop's report was correct, however, the light was not rising from the swamp, but shooting across the sky, making that explanation unlikely. Not unlikely, making that explanation impossible. An odd sight returned to the skies of Boston five years later, according to another entry in Winthrop's Diaries, dated January 18, 1644. About midnight, three men coming in a boat to Boston saw two lights arise out of the water near the north point of, of the town cove, and formed like a man, and went at a small distance to the town, and so to the south point, and there vanished away. Wow. Same situation, they're in a boat, they see two lights come out of the water, okay, in form like a man. So apparently these lights came together, took on the shape of a human, and then went a small distance to the town. So I'm, I'm assuming they just levitated there. And then it says they vanished away. <coughs> Excuse me. A week later, Winthrop wrote another unexplained celestial event occurred over Boston Harbor. A light like the moon arose about the, nor about the northeast point in Boston and met the former at Noddles Island, 
and there they closed in, one and then parted, and closed and parted diverse times, and so went over the hill and the island, and vanished. Sometimes they shot out flames, and sometimes sparkles. This was about eight of the clock in the evening, and was seen by many. That must have just been spectacular for these folks to see this. It says, a light a light like the moon. This is, this is a large UFO. Arose about the northeast point in Boston and met at the former at Noddles Island. So they watched this thing travel across the sky and where they closed in one and then parted and closed and parted diverse times and so went over the hill in the island and vanished. This is one of these strange situations where we see these UFOs join together, fuse, come apart, rejoin. It's obviously not a mechanical uh, creation doing this. It's some sort of plasma, some sort of energy. goes on, it says, About the same time a voice was heard upon the water between Boston and Dorchester, calling out in a most dreadful manner, Boy, boy. Come away, come away. And it suddenly shifted from one place to another, a great distance about twenty times. It was heard by diverse godly persons. About fourteen days after, the same voice and the same dreadful manner was heard by others on the other side of the town toward Noddles Island. So this just goes from being a UFO experience to being a paranormal experience. This is very strange. It says, unlike the 1639 UFO, Winthrop had an explanation for the latest luminescence over his city upon a hill. The governor noted that the bizarre spectacle was seen near the location where a vessel, captained by John Chaddick, had exploded months earlier after a sailor accidentally ignited gunpowder aboard the ship. The captain was not aboard at the time, but the blast killed five crew members. Winthrop noted that rescuers had recovered the bodies of all the victims, except for the man believed responsible for the calamity, a sailor who professed the ability to communicate with the dead, and who was suspected of murdering his master in Virginia. Wow. The hand of the devil was thought to have taken possession of the body, and it was the haunting voice of the sailor's ghost that was said to have accompanied the strange vision of the old UFO that mystified Boston. That is really strange. So we have a couple different occurrences happen, but a lot of paranormal stuff, a lot of a lot of uh, UFO phenomena type stuff happening there in Boston back in the early 1600s. It just goes to show that you know they couldn't call them drones back then. They couldn't call them high tech vehicles from one of our adversaries. Uh, at that time, frequently people just would assume that they were some sort of a satanic apparition, or maybe, uh, in this case, uh, this this was uh, some sort of a haunting. But the fact is, is that this phenomena, whatever it is, has been happening in this country for at least 400 years, and probably long before uh, whites, the white uh, settlers, showed up. Until next time, this is UFO warning. Over and out.